And welcome to Super Nerd Podcast, the adventure that brings you the latest nerd news and rumors from movies, TV, entertainment, and sometimes science. You name it, if it is nerdy, we are talking about it. Tonight's main event is Black Panther Rewind. I am your host, Austin, and with me, as always, is the amazing Amanda. Hey. The rambunctious Bob. Hey. And Burn, Brady Burn. Donde esta casa de Pepe? Hey. What did you, uh, what'd you do, Brady? Like, as soon as you start talking, it uh, killed the music. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That is weird. Yeah. He has special powers to our, interrupt our computer from a distance. Yeah. Yeah, oh well, oh well. Well, folks, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, obviously, we're going to be talking a uh, little Black Panther in order to prepare for Wakanda Forever, which is weeks away. But we're also going to be talking the first Super Mario Brothers trailer. We're going to be talking Hugh Jackman returning as Wolverine in Deadpool 3. And we're going to be talking the final trailer for Jodie Whittaker's Doctor Who and a whole lot more. So make sure to hit that podcast subscribe button. We would love to nerd out with you each and every week. And if you've already hit that podcast subscribe button, you know what I'm going to say to you. Plus 10, Nerd XP. Nerd XP? That's right. We love you guys. For everyone else, as soon as you hit that podcast subscribe button, you too can start earning Nerd XP. Nerd XP! <laughs> Jekka apparently will be joining us a little later. But in the meantime, Brady, what's nerdy with you, man? Man, you know what I've been nerding out on lately? I, you guys know, like, all my hobbies are, like, creative endeavors, right? Mm-hmm. So I've gotten onto a kick with cooking. I, I think oh. I've mentioned I like, I like cooking. And I, I, I think I'm about to enroll in an online culinary class. Um, really? Like, like, the other night I made, like, some seared cod on a bed or like blackened cod on a mm. bed of uh, dirty rice with some uh, parmesan garlic parmesan truffle fries on the side and then you know i just been just been fooling around with cooking a lot so anyway there's that but um i am inspired by you brady i'm truly inspired <laughs> when austin finishes his master's I'm going to enroll him in no, a cooking course because he's been complaining about my cooking. <laughs> it's, I, I'm I, truly well, inspired. That's a problem because my number one rule is if I don't cook, I don't complain. And I love my, this rule. I love my, this rule. My, my wife, rule. bless her heart, she cooks Monday, Tuesday, all through the week, right? She always cooks and you know, and she gets burnt out on it because it's not something she really enjoys. Sure. And uh, so on the weekends, you know, uh, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday, usually Friday night's pizza night. But Saturday and Sunday night, I usually try and uh, whip up something, you know, a little out of the ordinary. I made some, uh, I don't know, I have made some uh, Chinese food lately. And any, anyway, I've just been fooling with that. But the other thing I wanted to mention really quick on nerding out and she-hulk episode eight spoiler okay so if you have not seen episode eight of she-hulk skip ahead i'm gonna say 30 seconds but 90 would be safe right here we go you've been warned what the hell's up with daredevil's outfit 
Oh, that's, come on. That's the, dude, that's the OG costume. That thing... There's nothing looks... wrong with it. Okay, plus... I just like we got Charlie Cox back in uh, I'm Daredevil. I'm very happy yeah. we have Charlie Cox, and I'm very happy that Daredevil's back. I'm not complaining about that. I, I can look past the... I, I can look past the costume or whatever, but... Um, is it just me, or did he just not seem as uh, brooding? As oh my god, you so stole my he, comment. They, they they fit Daredevil into um, a comedy show, a comedy show, yeah. and he he does like. There were a couple of great lines, like while he's fighting and giving legal advice, which I was like, I love that, but his personality fell off. It just seemed it forced. Did. It really did. It seemed really forced, and. Like I, I'm, I'm sure we'll do. We'll talk about She-Hulk in the future or whatever. But I, I've, I've really been. I've, li- I'm liking the series much more than I anticipated. Yeah, me too. But um, and it gets better with each episode, kind of like Ander. But that just seemed really forced to me. I'm glad he's there. I'm glad it opens the door up. Charlie Cox. I mean, he's a class act, but it, it just didn't. The it seemed like square peg round hole kind mm-hmm. of thing for me. Anyway, that's what I've been nerding out on. Bob, did you want to add to that? Yeah, yeah. Um, Let's skip, the, skip ahead another 30 seconds. <laughs> look, I, I agree. I agree that uh, it, it does feel a bit forced, but, and this is a big but, um, they're trying to do something that really hasn't been done before. They're rebooting a character with the same actor, so they mm-hmm. have to do they have to do a couple things different. I personally agree. I'd I'd love to see just a little bit of that brooding back. Not we're not talking Christian Bale Batman level brooding <laughs> or Matt Reeves or even Matt Reeves level brooding. I mean that would have been just that that's almost uh that's almost arrow level brooding. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But but what I do what I do want to see is I want to see him uh, with a little bit of pain. Now, if they connect this back to the original series and they say, hey, you know, it's it's been years, then, yeah, I'll buy it a little bit. But once he gets back to New York, back to the brooding. Mm-hmm. 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 He, he was on vacation. Yeah. 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 I mean, Daredevil's allowed to have a vacation. You know. yeah, yeah, everybody's happy when they're on vacation. So, Bob, what's new with you, man? I got a Steam Deck. Woohoo! It finally came. It's awesome. It's like it's everything better than anything I've I'd ever anticipated. Really? Um. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Basically, I got the uh, top tier version, five twelve uh, gigabytes of storage with the Nonglare screen. And the reason I got it is because I take the train every other week up mm. to DC. So I have to sit on the train for like two and a half hours there, two and a half hours back, and I got to stay there overnight. So I got I don't got my games. Yeah, yeah. So I'm able to put everything on there, and Valve has done an incredible job of getting all of or of uh, going through all of these games and enabling the community to come up with intuitive controls. Mm. So as I go on there, if the control schema that they have set up for a particular game doesn't work, guess what? Somebody's already gone there. I went in, and I kid you not, I went in two worlds, one, okay? Something I got on Humble Bundle or some other uh, bundle site. Two worlds, one. This game is old. 
somebody already had uh, had a perfect setup for it. Nice. Um, Torment, Tides of Numenera. The the default uh, controller set didn't work. Somebody already set one up. It already works. Nice. No big deal. Yeah. Not to mention, I got uh, the Epic Store and the GOG Store tested it. The games work just fine on there. And you can use the Steam input. Um, I did get Blizzard games installed. Unfortunately, uh, it's kind of, it doesn't work all that well. So oh, really? I'm still, yeah, I'm still working out because I really wanted to play some Overwatch. Yeah. Yeah, but all in all, the thing's great. It does require a little bit of tinkering if you want to go beyond Steam games. But the fact is that it's there. It's possible. You can do it if you want to. Oh, and I got Xbox, uh, the, or the Xbox Game Pass on there. Um, nice. The Cloud Gaming. So it's basically, at that point, it's basically a handheld Xbox. Yeah, but how 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 smoothly does it run? It runs great. The the game the the iCloud really? Because I've tried oh, doing that too. It doesn't work as well as I was hoping. There's lag. Now, can you hook that Steam Deck up to a larger display? You can, and I did on my uh, I did on my monitor here the Steam Deck dock, uh, which is basically you know just like the uh, the dock for your Switch. That just came out this weekend too. So. Um, well, that's, hook. that's, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. The, that'll be really nice when the new yeah. um, Jedi Fallen Order game comes out. Oh, I just finished the last yeah. one, so the new one. Oh, yeah, out. I downloaded that to my Steam Deck as well, so I'll be playing that one too. But here's the greatest part, and Freddy's going to love this. You can buy the cheapest version, and the literally the only two things different between the cheap version and the most expensive version is the storage. And the display, both of which you can uh, buy online and upgrade it yourself. Mm. Very nice. cool. So you, you can buy... But, no, you think I'm cheap, but that's cool. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is you can buy the 64 gig version, and then you can go buy a one terabyte um, NVMe SSD, install it, and then uh, and you can go buy a replacement screen. I got a one terabyte right here in my hand. <laughs> it's got Well, it's got to be a 2230 size. Unfortunately, because uh, you know Microsoft and, and Valve seem to think that that's the size we want to use. Whatever. Um, the point is, they're both. Uh, it's an awesome toy. I love it. Uh, and I got Pathfinder uh, Kingmaker on sale this weekend, and I'm having loads of fun playing that on my Steam Deck and on my PC. Nice. nice. All right, Amanda. What is nerdy with you? So. I've been trying to coordinate with family members to help Austin get the Simpsons arcade game on clearance at Walmart. We've been seeing it on clearance for $199. Normally it's like $700 when it first came out. So I contacted friends and relatives and I was like, hey, if you happen to be at Walmart, can you check the clearance section? And so my mom happened to be at a Walmart that had a Simpsons game for $199. Yeah, very, very rare to find such steep discounts out here in Denver. You usually only find them on the East Coast. So anyways, long story so, short. No, we... I get to finish my oh. story. All right, continue. Well, hurry so up. my mom bought it, and she <laughs> she has this giant arcade game in a box that she cannot lift. So she she asked for help getting it into her car. And somehow. Okay. Somehow. And so I get to tell this story. Okay, all right, all right, all right. I just don't, don't miss the good part. <laughs> So the guy's not thinking anything of it. He's wheeling out, chatting with my mom. 
And they start to get it into the car, and he looks down and sees what it is, and he said, where did you find this? He'd been working at Walmart for however long he's worked at Walmart, and he didn't even know it was there. (laughs) Wow. No, no, no. Amanda's missing the best part. They got this giant arcade box, an arcade one-up box, (laughs) in the back seat of a two-door sedan. A two-door. That means the seats have to slide forward. (laughs) And somehow they got that thing all the way back there, which was like like Jenga and Tetris all mixed in one or something. It's like tossing a futon on a Del Sol. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So... (laughs) All right, we have a lot of nerd news to cover, but before we do that real quick, I just want to say, Amanda, I did make dinner tonight and yesterday. All right, <laughs> let's jump into some nerd news. Hot pockets don't count as dinner. <laughs> it was um, stoked Many bottoms died to bring us this information. Ooh. And what is the news that should be on your nerd radar? Well, the first trailer for Nintendo's Super Mario Brothers movie has been released. That's right. Universal Pictures has released the first trailer for Nintendo and Illumination's upcoming Super Mario Brothers. A lot of silliness going on in the trailer. It looks like a fun family flick for the kids and parents uh, alike. But there's been a lot of talk on the internet about Mario's voice, who is being played by Chris Pratt. Uh, you know, people tried to uh, you know say that this is a voice quote. Unlike anything you've heard before, well, now that we've heard it, it's getting some fans in an uproar because they say it just does not sound like Mario. It sounds like Chris Pratt. So there's a little bit of a fan uproar. And if it gets bad enough, people are calling for a change like they did for the Sonic film. Anyways, we'll listen to the trailer. Uh, We'll have to talk about it afterwards. The movie is coming out April 7th, 2023. Okay, let's, let's take a listen to the trailer. of our fury. Do you yield? <laughs> I do not. I finally found it. Now who's gonna stop me?
What is this place? Do not touch that mushroom! You'll die! Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> that one's perfectly fine. Come on, Mario! Mushroom Kingdom, here we come! So, what'd you think of uh, Chris Pratt's voice? And I, I think that the if someone is getting worked up about Chris Pratt's voice in this, then they've got a pretty charmed life, and <laughs> they should. Uh, if 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 that's where their energies are being, <laughs> you know, focused, then then I don't know, man. It wasn't the Mario we you know that we're used to. It's a Mario, but you know. It's a cartoon, and it looks like a lot of fun. Yeah. I let my kid watch the uh, watch the trailer before I did, because he, I mean, he literally plays Mario games every Saturday night, and he uh, he he uh, he thought it, he was laughing through the trailer. He found a couple of funny parts. It looks like just a, a fun, I silly love the family penguins. movie. I love the penguins. The penguins. Cool. <laughs> I liked Toad toad you know but yeah i mean it looks like just a fun movie i don't care about the voice all i have to say about the critics is there is nothing to compare of the problem like people having a problem with chris pratt voice chris pratt's chris pratt's voice but to, to compare it to ugly sonic it's not even like in the same universe of a problem yeah yeah no i mean ugly sonic is being made fun of by other companies. I don't know if you guys saw the chip, uh, the Rescue Rangers show where they have ugly Sonic signing autographs. I haven't seen that. Oh, it's oh, so yeah, priceless. Funny. It is it's so great. But that's how bad ugly Sonic was. Yeah, no, I just think it's no big deal. It looks like a fun movie. I don't see why. Uh, I mean,. I, 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 I guess I'm just not emotionally invested enough in the Mario universe to, uh, <laughs> to, to get upset about his voice. I, uh, I like fun family films that are actually somewhat interesting to me. Uh, so that's why I, I think that's why I like the Sonic in the, uh, the Sonic film so much. So I'm hoping that Mario will, will be just as good. The, uh, but it is fully CGI, obviously, which is, you know, probably just fine. But uh, it would it would have been it been fun to I don't know get some live action stuff Amanda. Oh, the last what? time we had a what? live action Super Mario Bros. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we want to we want to redo that. Yes, I do. I love Amanda that does, for terrible sure. movie. But, but, I loved it. But so yes, much. You're, you're right on the money. You're right on the money. But uh, anyways, let's move on. Before we do, Jekka's joined us. Welcome, Jekka. Hello. We're glad can you're here. You we can. Yeah. All right, so sure. All right, so the next bit of nerdy news. Guess what? The theme music for Black Adam has been released, and it is pretty epic. So that's right. The main musical theme for Dwayne Johnson's Black Adam has been released. The score was composed by Lorne Balfi from Black Widow and Mission Impossible, uh, and it is pretty dang epic. So Black Adam. In ancient times, Teth Adam was bestowed the almighty powers of the god. You, after using these powers for vengeance, he was imprisoned, becoming Black Adam. Nearly 5,000 years 
have passed and Black Adam has gone from man to myth to legend and now released his unique form of justice born out of rage is challenged by modern day heroes who form the Justice Society. So Black Adam is set to hit theaters on October 21st. So it's right around the corner, folks. This is uh, about a three and a half minute uh, piece of music. We'll, we'll listen to a couple minutes of it and then we'll talk about it. But a link to this will be in the main event. All right, let's take a listen to the music. Here we go. All right, so like I said, there's a few more minutes of that, but the, the link for it will be in the trailer notes. Uh, what do you think of that? So in preparation for the show, I had not listened to this. I would have been okay if you just let it keep playing. That's actually slick. It, it, yeah. it, it's, it's got a real drive to it. It's like the Imperial March <laughs> and uh, uh, Carmina Burana by Carl Orff had a love child that was remixed <laughs> by the Crystal Method. That's kind of, yeah. I like it. I like it. It's sweet. Yeah, I like it too. Uh, I'm glad it wasn't like super modern rappy 
type of music, uh, but this had like an actual theme to it. And what was nice about it is is the uh, theme actually kind of had a it, it was catchy, and you don't you don't get that a lot in modern uh, music today. Uh, so I'm I'm glad uh, I'm glad we get something that actually like has some some meat to it. It's got a good vibe. Yes, yes, and uh, and I know we cut it off a little early. Uh, I I would recommend going back and listening to it because the uh, the very last part is probably the most epic part. It gets it gets pretty cool at the end. So, anyways, moving on, Hugh Jackman is returning as Wolverine in Deadpool three. That's right, Hugh Jackman's Wolverine is officially confirmed to be appearing in Deadpool 3. Ryan Reynolds shared this unbelievable news in a video, in a couple of videos, actually, he posted on social media. And in addition to this, it was also announced that the film will be released in theaters on September 6, 2024. So Ryan Reynolds previously has shared some information on what a Deadpool and Wolverine plot would look like because apparently (laughs) it was being planned before... Disney bought Fox. Quote, it was going to be a road trip between Deadpool and Logan. <laughs> uh, for, for real. We'll have to see if they still go with that, though. But anyways, let's take a listen to those two different videos that Ryan Reynolds posted. So just give me a moment and let's take a listen. Here we go. Hey, everyone. Uh, we're extremely sad to have missed D23, but we've been working very hard on the next Deadpool film for uh, a good long while now. I've had to really search my soul on this one. Uh, His first appearance in the MCU obviously needs to feel special. We need to stay true to the character, uh, find new depth, new motivation, new meaning. Every Deadpool needs to stand out and stand apart. It's been an incredible challenge that has forced me to reach down deep inside. And I have nothing. completely empty up here and terrifying. But we did have one idea. Hey, Hugh, you want to play Wolverine one more time? Yeah, sure, Ryan. Here comes the next one. Hi. Hi. How are you? You have questions. Yes. I, I had a lot of questions. I'm sure you had a lot of questions, but rest assured, we're going to answer them right now. Like, for example, how is Wolverine alive yeah. after Logan? Logan uh, takes place in 2029. Mm-hmm. Totally separate thing. Mm-hmm. Logan died in Logan. Not touching that. What actually happens in our film is these two... <laughs> Thank you, Kevin Feige. Love you, Kevin Feige. 
Thank you, MCU. So I am so excited for Deadpool 3 and for Wolverine to be a part of it. Oh, yeah. There is a very, very lovely um, promotional picture where they took the proposal um, movies um, uh, poster and they put Hugh Jackman on Mm. it as Wolverine and Deadpool leaning in like um, for the proposal and Wolverine just sticking his claws into Deadpool. (laughs) I saw that. It's so funny. I loved it so much. I'm I, all I could think about was Deadpool wearing the Wolverine mask or the the Logan mask. In, oh in yeah, in the first one. one. Dude, I just want to see Wolverine, Hugh Jackman's Wolverine in the yellow suit. And there's uh, serious rumors that we might actually get that finally. <laughs> we might actually get that, and it would be epically <laughs> awesome. Didn't they reference that one in uh, X Men number one? Yeah, uh, well, yellow spandex. Yeah. Well, they they not they but they also teased it. People forget about that. Like, they showed the yellow suit in the Wolverine when he was fighting the Silver Samurai. That movie, like he opened up on the plane a box, and when he opened it up, it was his yellow suit. But then we never saw it. It was like, come on, why don't we have this thing yet? It'd be awesome to see. But yeah, totally epic Wolverine. In the MCU as Hugh Jackman, of all things. So cool. I just want to say I might be the outlier on this. Yeah, that's kind of cool and all, but I'm ready for him to move on from Hugh Jackman. I'm ready for I'm ready for it to, to go on. I am very okay with getting a new Wolverine. I just want to see Hugh Jackman mm-hmm. with Ryan well, Reynolds. So yeah, that's yeah. what I'm excited for. So here's, right. here's one of my thoughts. Maybe... Maybe they'll have Hugh Jackman's Wolverine, uh, you know, at the beginning of this movie. And then, like, somehow their little buddy comedy flips them from the Fox universe to the MCU. (laughs) And then they have the new actor for Wolverine at the end. And maybe that's how they kind of introduce it. I don't know. Because it'd be breaking the fourth wall quite a bit. It, so having Deadpool with Wolverine would not carry the same weight without those two actors playing the yeah. characters. Oh yeah. I, but yeah, as far as moving on in the MCU, yeah, I'm I'm ready for him to get on with the Taron Egerton or whoever they're going to go I got, with. I got to admit, I'd be okay if he's around for like another 10, 15 years. <laughs> I don't got I don't got an issue with it. So yeah, but if he's going to go, go. If he's not, then don't. Yeah. So, all right, moving on. Star Trek Four, the film, is not on Paramount's release schedule anymore. So a little over a year ago, Paramount Pictures officially announced that Star Trek Four was in development with Matt Shakeman directing. He's known for WandaVision. Well, when the project was first announced, producers J.J. Abrams said, quote, we are thrilled to say that we are hard at work on a new Star Trek film that will be shooting by the end of the year and that will be featuring our original cast. So they're talking Chris Pine and and Zachary Quinto coming back and all of them. Well, since then, Shakeman has left the project and he's going to helm the upcoming Marvel's Fantastic More movie instead. Well, the film was supposed to hit theaters on December 22nd, 2023, but the new Star Trek movie has been, has been completely removed from the schedule. So it looks like maybe we're not getting a new Star Trek 4 film 
anytime soon, and that is a bummer. But that's okay because we've got all sorts of other Star Trek things going on that oh, yeah. I don't feel like I need it. I almost feel like the uh, they bungled Star Trek Beyond. Uh, in, in my opinion, I, I know a lot of people like it. I, I thought it was the weakest of the three reboot films. They bungled it, it so badly that they they bungled it back into the in the television. <laughs> so we started we we started with uh, Discovery. We got uh, Picard, and now we have uh, Strange New Worlds, and uh, and of course the Lord Dags. All of which are Dags. fantastic shows in their own respective subgenres. Yeah, um, I think you're right, Amanda. If we uh, if we bring back. Or if we bring back the, uh, the reboot series, then it's just going to confuse people. Mm. Yeah, they don't I, need I it. Would, yeah, they don't need it. I'd be fine if they somehow tied it back into the uh, universe. I don't know. You know. Like, had them officially replace uh, Shatner and the crew, but I just don't see it happening. I don't think it'd be an issue. Because the MCU is doing this left and right, where they've got, like, movies... You know, with like Black Widow, she's dead, but now they got a Black Widow movie, and they got all sorts of stuff, and people so, do this, and people understand. I think the problem, I think they're savvy enough that they could understand a Star Trek four film does the not go with into the, Star the TV Trek 4 series. Film is that it's the actors' um, pay because Maybe. they don't want to pay the actors as much as they're worth now because they want to pay them what they were paying them before. Well, I don't know if that's that, exactly that, the case. That was one of the problems they were having. I, I know, I know that they're wanting more money, but come on, it, it, it to me, the studio is not confident that it would make the money because they bumbled it so bad. I think if they had a good movie with the original cast back, it would make a whole lot of money. Just like, uh, just like the Ghostbusters film starting to come back. You know, people, people want them. I, I'm sure we'll get Star Trek movies coming soon eventually i just don't think we're gonna see the reboot again yeah brady did did you have something that you wanted to weigh in on no no i not really at all i i i haven't been a trekkie really my whole life i I, i've watched some of them but i mean no i don't really have too much to add for this one no biggie i just thought maybe you had something to say uh based on your comment I got something. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, I think, you know, it's kind of going back to like what you said, Austin, like there's enough fans out there that if they can put out like, you know, they could put out a movie and yeah, I remember Star Trek Beyond, like it definitely was the weakest of the three, but I still enjoyed it. Sure. Um, I liked it because I felt like it, it was showing a more mature relationship between Kirk and Spock. So it was just like, like to, I don't know how many, like what they intended the timeline to be between that and into darkness, but, um, it felt like years had gone by that, like Kirk and Spock and the whole crew, like, you know, they had been through enough together that they knew, like, I was looking at like a modern, like a, like a seasoned crew of the enterprise, whereas the first two were still kind of like, you know, trying to figure out what they were doing. So I don't know, like I would go see a Star Trek movie straight up. Yeah, I would too. Yeah. I mean, bottom like, line, I would just see it. it. You know? like, and, and that's kind of where they have, like, that loyal fan base, you know, like. For sure. Gotta trust the loyal fans. Like, they'll go for it. Indeed. All right, moving on. The final trailer for Jodie Whittaker's final outing 
as the Doctor in an upcoming Doctor Who special has been released. That's right, Jodie Whittaker's time as the Time Lord, as the Doctor is coming to an end in Doctor Who, The Power of the Doctor. It will be a three-episode TV special that will wrap up with Jodie Whittaker's final performance. Not only has the trailer been released by BBC, but they've also released an official synopsis, which reads, in this feature-length special to mark her last adventure, Jodie Whittaker's 13th Doctor must fight for her very existence against her deadliest enemies, the Dalek, the Cybermen, and her arch-nemesis, the Master, who is attacking a speeding bullet train on the edges of a distant galaxy. Why are seismologists going missing from the 21st century Earth? Who is defacing some of history's most iconic paintings? Why is a Dalek trying to make contact with the Doctor? And just what hold does the mesmeric uh, Rasputin uh, have over Tsar Nicholas in 1916 Russia? Well, the power of the Doctor will air on Sunday the 23rd, answering all those questions on BBC One. Let's take a listen to the trailer and talk about it afterwards. Hello, Doctor. Welcome to the end of your existence. A dozen of the world's leading seismologists have gone missing. Fifteen of the world's most valuable paintings have disappeared. Can I let you in on a little secret? A Dalek incursion on Earth is imminent. Has it never occurred to you that it could be a trap? This is the day you are erased forever. Bit of a conversation stopper. It's incredibly dangerous. It was a really bad idea. Anything could happen. I don't want it to end. Yes! So I'll admit, first off, I haven't seen any of the latest season at all. It's mm. one of those things that's on my to-do list. I'm going to do a Doctor Who binge. Yeah. And, like, catch up pretty much. But mm, that sounds like our good typical Doctor send-off regeneration. Oh, yeah. Thing. Bring an old, like, because, yeah, like, that's pretty much the top three baddies for the, any Doctor yeah. throughout history. I like Cyberman and the Master. You got them all in one send off like ooh, this is gonna be cool well it, it kind of makes me sad because uh we haven't gotten a lot of traditional doctor who with jody whitaker and uh and yeah i haven't watched a lot of the last season because like the previous stuff has just like pushed me off like it was it was less the doctor more like the woke warrior and i just oh, i want to use that word yeah, but okay. it's the truth. So it was more of they were the, the doctor didn't seem like the doctor. Yeah, she it did. seemed she more about the people around the doctor. Ah, okay. Whereas, and, right, normally the, the people around the doctor are supporting the doctor. Exactly, and I, I, I can dig that. And at, at, I loved certain episodes. I loved yeah, like what really the potential of what they could have been. And it felt like they fell flat in a lot of ways because they weren't truly exploring what the doctor would do in those scenarios. And yeah. it just, it wasn't enough 
of what we're used to with the doctor. You know, the, the and that one, was sorry, go on, Austin. The, the one thing that that Doctor Who doesn't have going for it is that it always takes like a season, season and a half before the actor actually really gets into being the doctor. Yeah, and I so guess, yeah, absolutely. And that's what happened with Jody as well. But it, it, the issue was compounded with just bad writing, really bad writing. That's what I was going to say. Like, you know, Jodie Whittaker, I was so excited. And then it was like, oh, well, this is terrible. Because, yeah, like, I, you know, season 11, her debut season, there's like two episodes. I was like, ooh, I really like these. And those two episodes are nothing near like the, they're not the pilot and they're not the season yeah. finale. They're like two middle ones. Just because I felt like they were starting to kind of, you know, put the doctor in a tricky situation. And then it's like they backed out. But it was still a good episode. And then season 12 had more that I enjoyed. But it still fell short. And then I just haven't seen any, any of season 13. Yeah. yeah. I, my, my biggest problem is just the, the potential they had with Jodie Whittaker. And the feelings that they squandered well, it. Did this, yeah. did this tra- trailer... Yeah. Did this trailer to con- convince you that this is worth watching despite... No. It feels really? like they took all the highlights from the season and put it in a trailer and now there's nothing left to watch. I don't know. I'm, I might be willing to watch it. I'm, I miss Good Doctor Who. Sorry. I miss Good Doctor yeah, I just... So what, do you, what would you call Good Doctor Who? Which Doctor? Which Doctor was your Doctor? Uh, which Witch Doctor? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. David Tennant. Can't go wrong with David Tennant. So I, I, I like Matt I admit, Smith. My, mine's a toss up between David Tennant and Matt Smith. Yeah, Matt Smith was good. I like them both. I loved oh, Peter Capaldi Tennant. was just a cranky old man, and I loved. I, I, I loved, loved him too. Peter Capaldi. I I feel like as a lot of people complained about the writing in Peter Capaldi, it just kind of felt like it started to not be yeah. as good as the Matt Smith and David Tennant years. Um, I think the big problem is, is they have to be on top of the writing. Otherwise, it doesn't make well, good. Doc- good. They're they're bringing back now. they're bringing back one of the original writers from the initial reboot. So hopefully things, you know, get well, that, better. This, they brought him back for the 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 se- last season for Jodie Whittaker, mm. right? Oh no, well, that's the next. Yeah, I think it's I think it's for the next Doctor, but I don't know. I, I can't remember. You, you might be right, Jekka. Anyways, moving on. They brought moving on. Todd McFarlane's Spawn movie is looking like a reality. So last week it was announced that Todd McFarlane's Spawn movie was moving forward with a trio of new writers who will be working on the script. Those writers are Scott Silver from Joker, Malcolm Spellman from Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and Captain America New World Order, the upcoming movie, and a rising scribe, Matt Mixon, as well as Jamie Foxx attached to star and take on the role of Spawn. And during a recent interview with Comic Book, McFarlane talked about the vision for this character design in this upcoming Spawn movie, saying, quote, "Uh, Greg uh, Nicotero of The Walking Dead, he was actually there working with me on the first Spawn movie. He and I did a lot of work when I was doing the script, so we created a lot of stuff. I've shown that to people, but without saying much, uh, you have to, but without saying you have to use uh, any of this. And I've shown a lot of artwork that's dark and mysterious and whatever else. As of right now, we haven't got to locking in a look yet because that's going to be dependent on what is in the final script. 
but I think it needs to be a serious and sophisticated look, right? It can't be silly. It can't feel comic book-ish. It just needs to feel almost horror. I'm going to keep fighting for that. We'll see where we get, end quote. I don't know. Bob, what do you think of this? I see I see what he's saying because you don't when he's saying comic booky, he's not saying um, he's not saying he, not comic book movie-ish. What he's saying is let's not uh, let's not do or let's not make it super campy. The problem is spawn is the spawn imprint itself was uh, it, it really it really was dark and dingy and that speaks of the source material. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that's uh, what they should go with. They should definitely lean into that. Um, they should they should reinvent the way Spawn looks. I personally think yeah. I've been in front of the Spawn was it was iconic, iconic in the in the nineties. It was fantastic. the The way they did the uh, the movie in the nineties, I personally liked it. It was, yeah, it was kind of camp, but I personally liked it. Yeah, it had a lot of potential. It did, it did. Um, But the thing is that uh, we're not recreating suits all that often anymore. They're they're reinventing them. the The most recent recreation or uh, recreation that I saw really was the was the Daredevil suit. Spoilers. Yeah, everybody's not watching that. But um, I'm really hoping that they don't do like a like a a panel for. Or a uh, sell for sell remake of the uh, of the sponsor, and I do sincerely hope they keep the backstory the way it's supposed to be. Oh, for sure. Yeah, Spawn has some great potential uh, for to be an awesome movie in in our day and age, for sure, for sure. All right, moving on. Netflix has released the first trailer for Blockbuster. That's right. Netflix has released the first trailer for its upcoming. Netflix original sitcom series Blockbuster, which is set in a fictionalized version of the last Blockbuster video store in the world. In the series, Timmy Yoon, played by Randall Park, is an analog dreamer in a 5G world. He spent his entire adult life dedicated to his first love movies, a passion that keeps him at his first and only job, managing his hometown Blockbuster video. Then... Timmy is alarmed to learn that his store is officially the last blockbuster in America. He now has no choice but to take action to stay open and keep his friends employed. Timmy and his his staff quickly come to realize that being home to the last blockbuster might actually be exactly what their community needs to rekindle the human connections they lost to the digital age. It also unexpectedly reunites him with his long-lost crush, Eliza, who's recently come back to work for him. Will this battle to preserve the past be the push Timmy needs to step into the present? His employees can only hope so. So the series will comprise of 10 episodes, each lasting about 30 minutes, and it's set to premiere on Netflix November 3rd. Let's take a listen to the trailer. Here we go. Look, there's no easy way to say this. Seven more blockbusters just closed. You're officially the last one on Earth. I uh, don't love the pattern that's starting to emerge. Hello? Come on, I'm the last man standing. How am I supposed to be the next Tarantino if I don't work in a video store? Uh-huh, yeah, that's what's holding you back. No one's going anywhere because everything is under control. That's reassuring. It's just act like one of your favorite bosses from a movie. Like Boss Baby or Devil's Advocate? 
One of those is a baby and one is Satan. And look at the heights they reach despite their circumstances. But to need this focus, I think we're gonna be okay. An eviction notice? I felt real bad about it. That's why I drew a sad face on it. <laughs> no one takes me seriously. I've been working here since the seventh grade. That is not the flex you think it is. <laughs> I've always thought of myself as over 40 at heart. I don't get why you're getting a degree in accounting. All you do is talk about making movies. Accounting is basically like the film of numbers. See? That was the saddest thing I've ever said. The saddest thing I've ever said is one ticket for Space Jam 2. <laughs> Sorry if I haven't seemed stoked to be suddenly working the same job I have in high school. Just so I can afford the studio apartment I had to rent because I caught my husband Aaron on a date with a 25-year-old also named Aaron. Why is that worse? I don't know, but it is. <laughs> <laughs> put everything I had into this store. Because it's the only place that's ever felt like home. Blockbuster on three! Just so you know, I am aware of your feelings towards Eliza. <laughs> I mean, are you like picking up a vibe or something, Lowe's? This is so fun. This calls for another drink. You're a business owner. You did the whole 30 twice. And you smell good. Timmy, you are in your prime right now. Yeah, what's it like living such a dream? Well, you know, it has its ups and downs. Don't fall for it. Uh, sarcasm. She almost got you. Come on, man. The next man standing. So, I love it that Netflix <laughs> is making a TV show about Blockbuster when, if I remember when we talked about this on, like, a previous podcast, because we talked about, like, the last blockbuster in existence and austin you called them <laughs> I yeah that. i called them you i, I kind of did a ding dong ditch on them via the phone <laughs> it was it was kind of pathetic i'll admit it <laughs> yeah. i think it's, i remember from that like that netflix had gone to blockbuster to see if they wanted to like invest in what they were doing and blockbuster's like no you won't make it until they like you know brush them off and so now blockbusters are almost gone except for one <laughs> and oh, yeah. Netflix is making a TV show of it so I'm really excited for this because I, I oh, used to yeah. work at Hollywood Video like I worked at Hollywood Video through high school or no not not through high school it was through uh, college like, the majority of my college. So I started there my senior year in high school and I worked through most of college so I'm excited to see like I, I hope they have the quirks of a video rent store. I mean, I saw one of them like carrying a stack of movies, and I was like, I remember doing yeah. that. Stack of movies, away, and you're like trying to balance them and hope that you don't fly it, they don't fly out of your hands. Oh, yeah. Well, I really I like Randall cool. Park, and I'm excited to see what he's going to do with it. And yeah, I like Randall Melissa Park's good. Park. And yeah, yes. the writer of Brooklyn Nine Nine is the, is the writer for oh. this, right? Yeah, nice. so. I love if you're a big fan of Nine Nine, then nine. Uh, then yeah, this will be this will be pretty. It looks kind of gimmicky, but I, yeah, with the with the writer that they have and the cast that they have, I'm gonna give it a fair shake. I mean, yeah, you know, could be good. I could see us doing a main event on this if it's if it ends up being pretty good. Now, okay, so here's the question I have to ask you guys. Okay, does Netflix send? 
the former blockbuster executives and CEO an invite to the world premiere? Or does that come off as being rude? No. Or they, is it rude if they don't do it? They send them a complimentary one month subscription <laughs> to Netflix. <laughs> Oh. Right, about a month before Netflix folds. But it's the mail-in subscription. It's not the... Oh. <laughs> and, and they tell them that, they, that they'll, that they'll um, totally absolve them of any late fees. <laughs> you know what I might have to do? I might have to buy uh, uh, a Blockbuster shirt, like the last block... From the last Blockbuster, you go online and you can find it, just so I can wear that shirt while watching this TV show. <laughs> Well, they would had to have. I mean, I'm sure Blockbuster still exists as a corporate entity, even if it's even if it's hollow, right? They, they so, do, and they actually the the current last Blockbuster has actually in had pro, in yeah. Oregon has had problems renewing their franchise because I mean, I mean, you can't have a show called Blockbuster with Blockbuster without Blockbuster's blessing. Yeah. I mean, you can't. Yeah. I mean, you have. To. So this is probably Blockbuster's biggest revenue stream in uh, in a decade and a half. Oh. Um, just kind of uh, letting them use their name. Yeah. They, uh... Oh, I don't know. You know, it'd be it'd be awesome if if there was some way of doing it. Um, I'm actually so you go to bendblockbuster.com because it's in the last one's in Bend, Oregon. And they've got some, oh, they got some straight up great blockbuster shirts. Make oh, it a movie gosh. night, the last blockbuster. Two hours from me. Oh my gosh, hold up, hold up. Is it really? I gotta. Jekka, sure. why have you not been renting movies from Jekka, Blockbuster? Jekka, you, you need to go up there and uh, live stream it. I, I got excited over nothing. It, it's, I mean, it's so, but it is six and a half hours from me. That, that is closer than any of us. Sounds like a weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I got confused with um, Brookings. That was yeah. Confused. Sounds like a lot of fun. All right, I think it's time to jump into our main event and talk some Black Panther. We had our honeymoon on Alderaan. Good thing we took pictures, huh? <laughs> Shut up, Wesley. You have no idea what you're dealing with. Uh, Shakespeare in the Park. And that bell means it is time for our main event! Black Panther Rewind! I have seen gods fly. I've seen men build weapons that I couldn't even imagine. Uh-huh. I've seen aliens drop from the sky. Yeah. But I have never seen anything like this. How much more are you hiding? Hold up. Let's go, go, go. My son, it is your time. Show me my respect and bow down. You get to decide what kind of king you are going to be. Don't freeze. I never freeze. The revolution will not be televised. Show me my respect. And bow down. We all know. 
Special shout out to all you super nerds who have hit that podcast subscribe button. We really, really appreciate you. Please help us get the word out. Tell a friend about the podcast. And I want to invite you to hit that podcast subscribe button if you've not done so already. Come on, do it. You'll get plus 10 nerd XP. Nerd XP. All right. Black Panther rewind in preparation for Wakanda forever. Woo. Did I say that that trailer doesn't do the movie justice in my opinion oh the one we just <laughs> like listened even, to yeah yeah like even listening to it i remember like when it came out i was like meh whatever and then i mean i'll admit the first time i saw black panther i was kind of like okay that was an okay movie and then it was like much later when i rewatched it, i was like what was i thinking this was a great movie and i'm like phenomenal oh. flick mm-hmm. phenomenal so good so good and i feel like the trailer just like because even listening to the trailer i was like meh even though I knew like it's such a great movie. So arguably kind of the best solo. I, I don't think it's the mm. best solo Marvel movie. I think it's probably second or third. Um, but Iron one Man. of the best. Oh no, 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 no. But Iron too. That's, so, that's not even in the conversation. Part, um, Iron Man's the best. Part of what opinion. makes black Panther so amazing is the world building they did in creating Wakanda. And that is part of what they, that is a character in itself in the movie that they created so spectacularly. I, uh, I like Black Panther, but I don't think it deserves the praise that everybody gives it. I'll be honest with you. Um, I will admit burden of burden of proofs on you then. Why? (laughs) Well, I'm just going to argue that I'm also influenced by the new trailer for Wakanda Forever, where it feels like they're adding more to Wakanda, well, okay. and that kind of like really gets me. So, so there are some elements of the movie I actually really, really do like. I really do like kind of the the uh, I I know Black Panther's not Batman, but at the very, very beginning of the movie, that he kind of has like this Batman esque like pop up out of nowhere type of. Uh, thing that, that i really like i like the the mystery around his character and how he kind of he shows up and he like his his mere presence demands respect and, and i like that because uh, it kind of catches uh, certain characters off guard i mean I'm, I'm thinking of the entire opening scenes um and and so i so i really like that um i do i do really like um uh the the main villain in this uh who played killmonger 
I loved his story. I thought everything about it was really good, and it and it added some real good tension. Because sometimes we get like, you know, there's other movies, other superhero movies where you basically get like, you know, the good hero versus his bad hero self, and we kind of still got that in the in you know Black Panther versus Killmonger. They're both wearing kind of the same suits and fighting each other, but but they set up Killmonger's character to actually have some some meat behind his decisions and behind his actions. And he doesn't, he wasn't just an empty black Panther ripoff shell to fight black Panther. And so, so I did like his character quite a bit. Um, I think in, in all honesty, I think the reason why sometimes I, I don't like this nearly as much as, as the others is because, um, because I, I felt like, uh, there was so much like social pressure to like this movie just because it was so heavily uh, African influenced, which I got nothing wrong with that. What, but but like I, I went into this movie like every time feeling a social pressure saying like, if you don't like this movie, you're racist. And it's like, well, I haven't even had a chance to watch the movie yet. <laughs> so just so, remember everyone, Austin doesn't like football because so majority of people like football in America. So it's he really <laughs> no, no, no. does follow where the Austin. social pressure is for to like something Austin. people dislike it on principle. <laughs> I don't like I don't I don't like American football either, Austin. So I'm right there with you. But football to me is true football. Which about football. Soccer. No, no, no. Okay. no I'm just giving you Austin's example of him me, not liking things because the large majority of people like them. Austin being <laughs> cantankerous just to be cantankerous? You don't. I have, I have more to say. I have more to say. You guys, you guys uh, interrupt. That said, so, so, so I, I watched Black Panther again in bits and pieces just because I was doing some other stuff at the time. But, uh, I actually enjoyed watching Black Panther this time around more so than I've watched it or more, more so than I've enjoyed it any other previous time. And I think, I think it's because enough time has passed that, that, that social pressure of everybody saying you have to like it has gone away. And so I could just, I could just watch the movie for what it was without baggage going into the movie. And so I actually appreciated it. So I, so I actually appreciated the movie a lot more and so, and, and but there was a theme I picked up in this movie that I think is going to transfer well into Wakanda forever. Because if you think about every time Black Panther shows up in the MCU, the very first time was basically when his dad dies, and then the theme that was that that followed Black Panther was like this loss of family and how do you rise up from that? And then we and then we get. Uh, the continuation of that in the Black Panther story itself, that same theme. And then what has happened, unfortunately, because of uh, the real-life death of Chadwick Boseman, we're going to get that same theme in Wakanda forever. What do you do when when your your hero, when your family member has died and moved on? Um, and and so, so I watching this movie, I feel like, has actually really prepped me well for Wakanda forever because I think that... I think that same theme is going to move the story overall forward, and and that's kind of uh, you know alleviated some of my fears about Wakanda Forever because I'm I'm saying to myself like how are we going to have a Black Panther movie without T'Challa? I mean it's 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 gonna it's gonna be really risky and bad, 
but I think if they really capture that theme of of loss from of a family moving forward, I think it's gonna it's I think Wakanda Forever is gonna feel very connected to the Black Panther well, movie. If you think about the trailer for Wakanda Forever and the overarching theme of the trailer is the loss and yeah. the attack while they are suffering loss. Yeah, but but it but it meant that theme meshes well with everything that Black Panther has done in the MCU so far. It's not a forced theme because of you know Chadwick Boseman's passing. Um, so so it works. Oh, we just <laughs> we just yeah. lost Brady. Hopefully, Brady gets back on. He was about for, he was about ready to say something. I could tell he's been like <laughs> chomping at the bits. What if he's, like, oh. talking and doesn't realize... Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll, shoot, I'll shoot him a text. I'll shoot him a text. Okay. You guys continue the conversation. Um, oh, so, what was I going to say? Go ahead, go ahead, Bob. I'm, I'm like, so, Austin, I can respect what you're saying, but um, there's a couple of things I'd like to disagree on. First, uh, first off, Black Panther is an incredible movie, not because of the African setting. Black Panther was an incredible movie specifically because of uh, an alteration of what you said earlier. It wasn't uh, Black Panther fighting a, a uh, fighting a doppelganger of Black or simulacrum of Black Panther. It was Black Panther fighting the antithesis, fighting uh, the slightly corrupted ideals that Black Panther stood for. He's standing for, um, you know, protecting his people, doing the right thing, and um, protecting Wakanda and his remaining isolations because he feels that that's the way to do it. Whereas Killmonger's like, hey, man, you have all your brothers and sisters throughout the entire world that you haven't helped. You have a duty to help them. So I think the best fights between so-called good guys and bad guys are when both of them have valid points yes and not just valid on the surface but truly valid um and not to go off script here but it's one of the reasons i found some of the lines in uh, the last book of the wheel of time so completely compelling was because of the the nuance behind the arguments that were being made. And that's found a lot in comic books and it's lost a lot in comic book movies. And what you see is a caricaturized version of these villains. You see the Green Goblin. You see, um, oh gosh, you see, uh, who's the guy who played, uh, who played Kingpin in Dare the first Daredevil? Oh, in the very first Daredevil. Yeah. Oh, are you talking about? Um... Uh, I he was he was in the Sixth Mile. What was his name? I'll look it up. I know who you're. I know what his name is. Uh, I can't, but I can't. It's on top of my tongue. But the the guy, the uh, actor is Michael Michael uh, Michael Duncan. Yeah. But what you don't see, what you see is Michael. this. You see it's this evil villain, but you don't see the tragedy behind their character. You don't see what's driving them forward. With the with the goblin, you don't see the um, 
you don't see the mental illness caused by uh, that's driving the villainy with um with kingpin you didn't see uh the desire to build something great that uh, vincent defrono was able to bring out in there the yeah. same thing with killmonger killmonger wasn't a one-dimensional bad guy that you could throw away and that's what made this yeah. movie so great is the marvel flipped it on slit and they're like okay we're done with one-dimensionals yeah we real they realized that that was that was the weak point early on in the MCU. So there's they, that's yeah. the turning point. That is true. When started, they started to move from telling one-off stories to telling truly momentous stories. Well, that's why it was so great. Just to compliment what you were saying is I, I frequently say a lot, if the villain isn't good enough, the story's going to flop. You need a great hero and mm-hmm. sometimes you need an even better villain. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Brady, we lost you. What were you going to say earlier? Yeah, so a couple of things, and kind of tacking on what you guys are saying here. Um, I agree with what you guys have said. Um, I, I, I'll add to that that um, I think that uh, you're right. The writing was phenomenal and everything, but they with – Michael B. Jordan and, and Chadwick Boseman, they really got lightning in a bottle with those mm-hmm. two. They're, they're really good. And, you know, Austin, a moment ago you said, you know, the, one of the questions had to be how do we how do we tell this story without T'Challa? And, and, and I would go a little I, – I would challenge that and say you can tell this story without T'Challa. It's just going to be very difficult to tell it without Chadwick Boseman. Mm-hmm. And – because Chadwick Boseman personified and really carried that character um, forward. I, I can't imagine anyone else doing a better job. Now, you know, there can be storylines where that where that transfers, where you know, Black Panther obviously moves from one from one to another. But um, yeah, I think Chadwick Boseman really is the. Uh, the key piece of this because he was such a great player and you don't look like you agree. (laughs) I don't agree. I don't agree myself simply because, um, black Panther is a mantle. We established that in black Panther. It's a mantle that you earn. I mean, you literally fight for it. You fight to what for the most part is to the death. Mm hmm. And the fact is that this movie is just going to reinforce Black Panther as a mantle, much like um, much like Captain America is a mantle, and Iron Man is about to become a, a mantle with Armor Wars movie. Yeah. <laughs> the fact is that it's passing down that mantle, and it's show, it's showing that this is not something that belongs to Chadwick Boseman. He did an amazing job as Black Panther. Now I want to see the next Black Panther. I want so, to see how they how they really move it forward. And if you saw the glimpses of Black Panther, I'm almost guaranteeing it's his sister. Oh yeah. I, you know, it's gotta be. So I, if it's not, I will be very disappointed just saying that right now. Because I love her. Like she to me is the best character in Black Panther. So the thing about it Chadwick Boseman though is that 
we needed him to establish. He did such a phenomenal job in establishing mm -hmm. the lore of the Black Panther and taking on that mantle that we can go, okay, yes, we saw him take on that mantle. We we understand that it can go to someone else because of that loss that Austin was talking about, that theme of loss in Black Panther. Mm -hmm. And he did, he and Michael B. Jordan did such a great job establishing Black Panther and it, having people emotionally invest in their characters and in Wakanda. I, uh, I'm, I gotta be honest with you. I'm kind of sick of Hollywood saying, oh, we can't recast a character if they happen to pass away. Uh, because, you know, Disney did that with, uh, with, with Carrie Fisher when she passed away. And the third Star Wars sequel was supposed to be like the Princess Leia movie, which it didn't turn out to be. Um, and I would, I think, I think I would rather just see people get recast so that way they can tell the stories that should be told as opposed to having to like, you know, completely and utterly change every plan that was already, you know, in motion. Um, so, so, so that's the only reason why I say, yeah, Chadwick Boseman did a great job as Black Panther. I agree with that, but you know what? I think for me personally, I would rather see him be recast if if that's all the direction and, and story direction uh, that was already foretold, um, it, it just doesn't make like I mean, we're, because now what we have, and, unless unless they have a black unless they show Black Panther in the uh, Panther you know armor getting killed, otherwise now now we're just gonna have like a random like he died off screen thing, and it's kind of it's kind of cheap. Don't you think it's well, not necessarily? I don't think necessarily because they could have someone like him yeah. in the Black Panther suit and have him killed in the suit. Well, no, no, that's what that's what I'm saying. If 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 they don't do that, then then it's cheap. If they just have him die off screen, kind of like Triple uh, X. Some of the sad things is I was really hoping um, that as they start to introduce some of the mutants and x-men into it that we would have gotten storm because i think storm has connections in wakanda yes. she and, marries him. and Wait, so, storm marries black panther yes in one timeline yeah and in, in one of the comics okay <laughs> and they have a kid and so yeah we're looking like i Google am now. kind of sad like those are no longer possibilities uh oh well, not necessarily Okay, according to the, according to Google, Storm also has strong ties with the nation of Wakanda, being its former queen due to her marriage to Black Panther. Well, obviously, we're not getting that now. Well, it well, we don't even have. It really. could have happened. Like it just happened off screen. Off no, screen. Oh no. <laughs> no, he uh, he married. What's her name? Who did he marry? What are you talking about? Oh, like no, he keep he didn't. It didn't imply that he married her. It's just like he, the Nakia, right? That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Lu Lupita Nyong'o's character. Yeah. yeah. I okay. So okay. Here, here's my honest thought: Is Black Panther in Wakanda Forever Shuri, or is it Nakia? Lu 
Lupita Nyong'o's character. It's gonna be Letitia. Or Letitia Wright's character, Shuri. Sorry, I'm looking I mean, at their names, and I have the actors' names, and then the characters' names. So. Yeah, it's gonna be no, Shuri as Black Panther. I. It's gonna be Shuri. I. Shuri. Shuri. I agree. Shuri. I, I do agree. I do agree because when you do look at uh, Black Panther in the Wakanda Forever trailers, it does look like her body type more. So I think I think we're pretty much like ninety percent sure it's gonna be her. But as I was watching Black Panther, I was I was thinking like Nakia could be like a real strong candidate though. So, I don't know. Could be a baby switch. Be... Oh, it's it's not going to be Okoye or or however you say her name. Because we we see her uh, character in the uh, in the trailer. Well, oh. she's just fun. I love seeing her anywhere in the MCU. Yeah. <laughs> and and. Uh, we also get Andy Circus for the first time in a long time in front of uh, the camera as opposed to behind a bunch of makeup. <laughs> and that was interesting to watch. We got Martin Freeman. You know, I had forgotten that Forrest Whitaker was in this movie. Um, and he, he played an interesting character. You know, the one thing that I did not like about this movie, and I know we're getting close to wrap-up time, but I don't... I did not like the disservice they did to Claw. No, don't get me wrong. I know he is a B-rated mo- uh, villain. But they built him up in uh, Age of Ultron. It, I mean, and let's not talk about all the other problems Age of Ultron had. But the biggest <laughs> thing that they did was they introduced Ulysses Claw. I think I got that right. Correct me if I'm wrong. Dude, I'm trying to remember who you're talking about. But they threw him away. Oh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, sorry. Yeah, but they threw him away, just like they did with um, with uh, Crossbones in uh, in Winter or in uh, Winter Soldier and Civil War. They build him up and then they throw him away. It's like, dude, you could be using these characters in B budget movies. You could be using them in your Marvel TV shows. Yeah. Introduce the bad guys. They they made Baron Zemo into a much more interesting character. And I was that that is one. That is one. I was very impressed with how much I'm more interested in Baron Zemo now. I just love how they showed showed the mask. That that made my day. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Final thoughts on Black Panther or 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 final thoughts on Black Panther or anything else you want to say prior to Wakanda Forever coming out. Let's go around the room. Brady, you want to start us off? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just going to echo popular sentiment. Uh, Black Panther is a great flick. If you haven't seen it, then I seriously doubt you're listening to us right now. But it's, <laughs> uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's top tier, top tier Marvel. Even if, I, I know you don't think it's the greatest um, solo movie. I don't either. I'm, I'm a first Avenger guy, but um, mm. it's certainly top five. Certainly top five. Uh, I'll, I'll give you that. For the, yeah, for the uh, for the MCU. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm suffering from Marvel burnout. Mm, I got a lot of friends I, like that. I like Wakanda Forever. Like this is one that I'm genuinely excited for. Mm. Which is saying a lot because I'm just very much like Marvel. I'm done. <laughs> I'm so tired. I need something new. <laughs> 
But yeah, I'm like really, and I think that's why like Black Panther to me, like, yeah, it was a Marvel movie, but it had just a different vibe and feel from all the other ones. Like even at the time when it came out, it was just different. And I think that I'm looking forward to something different because that'll be refreshing, even if it is in the Marvel universe. So. I'm going to agree with you on that. It, it did feel different. And I, uh, as much as I love Marvel, I am getting a little burnt out. I really wish they would slow things down a bit. You know, maybe two shows a year and two movies a year would be perfect. But yes. I think they're trying to keep pace with all the other releases they have from all their other properties. And they're trying to make sure there's something to watch all the time on Disney Plus. And it's just driving me nuts. That and they had a backlog. They did they did. Um, and I, I get it that they have to, they only have these actors for so long. They, they got to do something with them. So they, they got to do what they got to do. Um, Black Panther is a fantastic movie. It is not the, the best movie. And while I enjoy the campiness, that is the Avengers one. You heard me, Brady. Um, <laughs> I I am and always will be uh, an Iron Man one fan. Mm. I, I love Iron Man one, but Iron Man two, the the suitcase Iron Man suit was the best. <laughs> you're joking, Only right? For a minute for that. I love the suitcase one. It's you're so, ju- you're it's joking, so right? So no, I no, I'm... I love Iron Man two. Really? I'm gonna give my. We're not going over this. We're going over. Black Panther and Wakanda Forever, talking about our final I am thoughts. High, okay, no, I, just, I get I'm, my final thought. I, I get my well, final thought. I'm highly confused, Bob. Okay, 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 continue, continue. So, I'm looking forward to Wakanda Forever and how they explore more of the culture of Wakanda and making Wakanda more of a realistic place that you could like see happening. And I'm really excited for that because the trailer teases that we get to see more of it. And I'm also excited to see their version of Atlantis, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Final thoughts for me. Um, Black Black Panther this go-around was, was better than I remember it being. Uh, and I really think it was because I didn't have the baggage on me. That said, uh, I do agree with Brady, it's one of the better ones. Uh, but for me, the best solo is still Iron Man 1. Um, and maybe maybe the first Spider-Man Homecoming. Maybe. I don't know. But Iron Man 1 for sure. I'm very confused about Iron Man 2 being, being in the conversation for the okay. best. Okay, anyway, <laughs> moving on. We're going to move on from it. All right. Well, I... I am uh, I am more looking forward to Wakanda Forever now, having kept caught up on Black Panther. Uh, before rewatching it, I had almost no interest in watching Wakanda Forever. So, so d- the rewind did its job. I am uh, I am more interested now. So, anyways, hey folks, thanks so much for joining us on another adventure of Super Nerd Podcast. Make sure to hit that podcast subscribe button and leave us a review wherever you're listening to us. Subscribe and review us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, Pocket Cast, YouTube, or wherever else you find us next week. At least according to our calendar. <laughs> I forgot to check that. At least according to our calendar, we're going to be doing another Amazon The Rings of Power 
and uh, right before the finale. So if you have any... Uh, it is the finale this week. Oh, it's, it's the finale. finale. Okay, yeah, so we'll be talking uh, Amazon Rings of Power. If you have any thoughts on that, please leave us a voicemail at anchor.fm slash supernerdpodcast. And you just might be on the upcoming show. You can also email us some thoughts to supernerdpodcast at gmail.com or find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Search supernerdpodcast. Give us a like. Give us a share. But from all of us, stay nerdy, my friends. Have fun. Adios. J Squad.